Hello, you're listening to Season 3 of the Hypotheticals Podcast. I'm Andy. I'm Adriano. And this episode is brought to you by the Society for the Protection of Intelligent Toys. Treat us right, because we live with your kids! Cough up a donation for Spit today! Adriano, I've been thinking about Toy Story. You may you may know it, uh, the Pixar films, um, and how our world would be different if it turned out that actually Toy Story was true. Um, I don't know about you, but obviously when I was a kid, after watching Toy Story, I immediately tried to catch out my toys um, mm. by just sort of sneaking up on them or like turning around suddenly. Um, but yeah, what if this was actually true? What if toys were sentient beings? That's a great I'm great question. I'm almost certain I would have done the same as a kid, although I can't remember it. What I do recall, and I guess we should add um, spoilers this episode for like anyone yes. who hasn't seen Toy Story, I guess. That's all we're going to be talking about, so sorry. Like Maybe skip to the next one if you haven't seen <laughs> these old movies and want to. They're very good. Do you recommend? They had a, a, a starring role in my nightmares for a little while. Oh, why is that? S- specifically Toy Story 1 you might recall um, when you're in Sid's house oh god yeah the scary toys and specifically the first one you see which is that um, the baby head with the head. spider legs Thank like yeah. Meccano's spi- yeah. Meccano spider legs and a claw yeah I was not happy about that I was like pretty young I think I saw it in the soup in the, in the supermarket in the supermarket <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I swear I was down where the Corsainsbury's watching a drive-in, obviously. Um, no, I was in the cinema. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's like four or something. And um, yeah, creepy spider doll's head. It's not yeah, super happy about. Is the original Toy Story a U or is it a PG? That's a good question. I feel like it might be PG because of Sid's toys. Yeah, because they know. were terrifying. Yeah. There's no way of finding out. Um, so I guess... There's literally no way. Gosh, we'll never know. Uh <laughs> But yeah, so um, w- would they feature in this world uh, if it was real? That would be horrifying. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, we're positing, like, what if the Toy Story films are gospel, basically? And then we find out at some later point, because humanity isn't, like, alerted to the living toys properly, like, on a wider scale. They reveal no. themselves to yeah. Sid, mm-hmm. right? And that's it. So what if you find out later, not, like, for generations, we've been deliberately manufacturing, uh, like, living toys. That's a different universe. This is what if they're living in secret, presumably since toys first started getting made, like clay dolls and things. Yeah, yeah. You've got some really ancient, you know, the ones in the museums. It's a bit like a crossover with Night at the Museum. But yeah, all the, uh, mm. you know, ones in the display cases, they've been alive for thousands of years. Yeah. And nobody's, yes. pl- nobody's playing with them. It's very sad. It kind of is. And in order to talk, so the question is, um, like, what would we do about it? Like ethics, are the major... That is a major concern, yeah. Right? So I think we have to start by defining the ideal ethical system ground up, right? Just real quick. Mm-hmm. Sort that out. Yeah. Well, because I've been thinking, like, one of the main questions is when does consciousness enter the toy? So at what stage in production is it when it's first played with? Or is it earlier than that when it's built, when it has a purpose? Like, is um, it at insemination? Or is it like yeah. at that, <laughs> that yeah. point in a pregnancy where you're no longer legally allowed a termination? Yeah, at what point can you stop building a toy and go, oh, wait, hang on, no, we'll, we'll ditch this and try again? Or does it come to a point where you're yeah. like, we've made this abomination and now we, <laughs> we have to keep it because, you know... Uh, you know, It's you, alive and sentient. Your factory made made it wrong and it, it's all deformed and stuff, but um, it's alive, so we can't get rid of it now. 
That is... Pinocchio takes place in this world as well, presumably. Yes. In fact, Toy Story could just be the aftermath of Pinocchio. Like, the blue fairy just got, like, way out of control. (laughs) Initially, it was just one childless old dude and one doll uh, puppet. And now it's everything. (laughs) Yes. The magic was was not done well, and it kind of spread Mm -hmm. like a virus throughout the entire world. It's kind of like a toy-based zombie apocalypse, yeah. Like, the living dead. Hmm. Ah, oh, that's unpleasant. Yeah, well, because <laughs> I was also thinking, you've got all these sentient beings, which you've just realised, and you wouldn't trust children with them anymore. Toys would not be for kids, because those maniacs are, like, far too irresponsible and always breaking things. You can't let yes. them maim and destroy living things. <laughs> so toys would just be no. reserved for adults, and only those adults who obtained some sort of toy well, guardianship license. You couldn't really call them ownerships anymore. Yeah, because a lot of adults who buy toys want to keep them in the pristine packaging until the value goes up. Yeah, and that's the opposite. Yeah, Mm. but you don't want to do that. And that's not what they want. Yeah, we're burning through some incredibly important like philosophical points very quickly. <laughs> we are, yeah. Let's let's crank it back. Slow let's down crank a it second. Back. Okay, at what point does the toy become alive? I would mm, yeah. I would say it's probably when it's played with would make sense. When when oh, a child imagines it in another world, you know, like as part of its play story, that is when or or an adult, um mm-hmm. that's when it becomes actually a toy and not just a thing although in toy story 2 actually all the ones on the shelves are alive aren't they so i don't know in Elle's toy barn that's the problem yeah like um buzz is in that aisle of buzzes and then yes. one of them busts out of his own packaging and is like what are you doing out of stasis space ranger that's it yeah so yeah. maybe it is the moment of completion it might be it they need to be like recognizably uh anthropomorphic to a degree or like not necessarily human-like, but lifelike in some way, right? Because Do they though, because like the one is just a, a phone on wheels. That's well, no, the phone on wheels has a face. Uh, okay, what about? Do they all have faces in Toy Story? The kind ones of. I, I was thinking about this because like they uh, use like they you see them playing with like little I don't know hoops that you've got to throw onto a stick or whatever. Like, mm. those hoops don't have mouths. They're not like, hey, throw me. You know? <laughs> yeah. They're just being used. But mm. then, like, the little binocular guy gets used as a pair of binoculars, but, like, he has little feet, and the binocular lenses are his eyes. And the race right. car doesn't have a mouth, but it does have eyes in the form of the headlamps, and so it's kind of alive. Right. You know? You get yeah, the ones I, that are, yeah. these are just building blocks. Because I was then... thinking, like, if a kid picks up a stick and decides mm-hmm. to play with it for an afternoon and then throws it away... Is that now a living toy? Oh god! By that logic, children are too powerful. Yeah, and must well, be stopped. <laughs> if that was true, then like our entire world would be alive because any time a kid plays with anything, it's mm-hmm. alive now. And so, oh god, yeah. <laughs> so it's just like constantly shifting around at night. You wake up and everything's moved because it's all moving around when you're you're not watching it. And there's no way they can reset perfectly every time. Like they're counting on kids having poor memories. Yeah. So yeah, and, and the first time a teenager gets high and is like, "Dude, but if you like think about it, then like the whole Earth is just like one organism, right? And like <laughs> the seas are like its blood, and you know, and it's like that's it. But the Earth is alive now. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yep. So yeah, yeah. Maybe it, the anthropomorphic thing does work a bit better. I think that's key, and, and, and it ties in with them. They have to be, like, complete in some fashion. Like, if you don't paint the face on, I think they don't come alive. Right. So it's literally about having a face. 
Kind of, it seems to be. I don't, the, now, the monkeys, right? Do you remember the barrel of monkeys that they used to try and make a rope to, like, get wood yes. back from the yard, mm-hmm. right? Are those monkeys alive or are they being used as a tool? I don't remember them moving under their own power. But I no, no, they, I think they no, do. they were alive, yeah. Yeah, they jump up and down and stuff. They don't have faces, I don't think. But they recognisably have a monkey shape. Mm. So it's, I don't know, it's a blurry line. We might have to find it through experimentation. Yeah. <laughs> these lab scientists like madly trying to find out what counts as a toy and what doesn't like just turning yeah. around very quickly or like trying to catch the toys out because i'm assuming right there's there's two ways this could go either we find out that toys are alive mm-hmm. and suddenly the toys are like whoo thank god we don't need to keep up this pretense <laughs> anymore oh that was such a bore or it's like a reflex action so whenever they are looked at um they freeze so have I talked before about the Weepy Angels in Doctor Who? Mm, that rings a big bell, but I still just don't watch Doctor Who, so please. Okay, so yeah, they are—they were like these monsters where um, they looked like like angel statues. Um, and when you could see them, they couldn't move. But when you weren't looking at them, when no one was looking at them, they would move around and go and kill people and stuff. Um, that is good horror stuff. Or like, I think they actually transported them back in time or something weird. But anyway, mm. um, so yeah, uh, it would be like that. So as soon as you look at them, they just are frozen again. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> the two societies couldn't easily exist together, basically. Because that, yeah, like, perceiving them, that's a pretty intense barrier to have to... Like, with enough counselling, do you think they could be persuaded to, like, emerge? I don't know. Because, like, it could work. Like, if you... Because <laughs> you have to... If you want them to do things for you or, like, I don't know, interact with them, you've mm. got to, like play with them when they're inert <laughs> and be yep. like hey oh we're having such a good time it'd be great if you could um uh just write out your name and uh how, how old you are and stuff on this bit of paper we were playing again <laughs> and then you're like i guess i'm gonna go to sleep now and then you wake up and there's a little note at the foot of your bed that might be like as uh as 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 willing as they are to expose themselves to you Right, but this needs to be done by, like, uh, trained diplomats. So yes. there's people in suits, there's politicians, etc. Like, <laughs> they... wee! <laughs> Flying them, like, the little planes around and everything. They and get then, the like... mascots from Disney World. and Because they're, like, halfway between a toy and a, <laughs> and a human. Oh, like, yeah. the people in the big mascot costumes. And they get mm-hmm. them to be the ambassadors to the, the toy people. That's perfect, actually. Yeah, it, it's set up to be the most hilarious and surreal, like, form of first contact ever envisioned. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very good, I think. Du, 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 du. It's like the, you know, you've built the big mountain out of mashed potato and Close Encounters of the Third Kind style. <laughs> and then you, like, uh, you play the play the music to them and then you're like, and I'm just going to have a nap now and we'll see what's <laughs> happened when I wake up. <laughs> and it's got a Gulliver's Travels vibe as well because they're, like, so small. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, because if it, if it was if everyone was frozen right if they freeze every time and you did convince them to like do jobs around the place like you you incentivize them with being paid in playtime presumably because they don't care about money or anything so just like right. if you do a good job we're gonna play with you all day tomorrow um and then so yeah you, like you might go for a walk at night time which is presumably when they'd have to do most of the work because there are fewer mm-hmm. people around 
And so you just like walk out of your house and you just see hundreds of toys scattered about the streets holding like various like rakes and lawn mowers and litter pickers. <laughs> but all just looking as if they'd just been dropped by like yeah. a child who was busy doing yard work. Yeah. And you like turn away for a second maybe to check your phone and you look back and they're all in different places or they've all gone or something. Yep. <laughs> just really creepy. All of life turns into like a weird game of uh, grandmother's footsteps or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because like they probably outnumber us. There's a lot of toys. Yeah, they must have made billions and billions of toys over the years. Let's. Can we talk about what toys want? Because I think that's crucial to this whole thing. Okay, I would say playtime. Yeah, but it's not quite so. So first of all, we have to think about. I was joking about like constructing a whole ethical system from scratch. Mm -hmm. Um, but you do have to think about it a little bit, I think, because it's easy to slip into like the the golden rule, right? Um, as espoused, I believe, by our Lord Jesus Christ, which is treating <laughs> <laughs> treating others as you like do unto others as you would have them do unto you, right? Yes. But it's then limited because, like, what if you're a masochist, say, or like it doesn't even need to be that extreme, but like people want to be treated in different ways, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the platinum rule comes in and is like, no, 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 treat others as they would want to be treated. But then that's problematic because it's like, oh, well, the way I want to be treated is like um, as your sovereign uh, Lord and Emperor. So if you just do that for me. That'd be really cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what the solution is. Maybe that can be the topic of a future episode. Um, but what toys want, and you rightly say playtime, right? They're obsessed with it. Yeah. Like the, um, in Toy Story 3 with the, the bear guy, I forget his name, but, uh, he was sort of monopolizing all the best playtimes, mm. um, with the best kids for his favored elite toys. It's true. And they want like nice playtime not like being smashed and painted on yes. playtime mm-hmm. yeah but um and exhibit b is uh, <laughs> <laughs> stinky pete from uh toy story 2 mm-hmm. uh he doesn't want to be played with he wants to be kept in pristine condition um in a museum where he can be immortal away from grubby kids right and yet in toy story 4 uh, don't uh, spoilers here, guys. So be careful. Uh, Throughout, don't in at the end doesn't Woody go off with um Bo Peep and they're who like, was emancipated? Screw these kids. We, we don't need them anymore. <laughs> exactly. Free. Yeah. So it raises a bunch of questions, and what I wonder is, um, is the playtime thing because Stinky Pete is presented as an outlier, right? Like he's always twisted and evil, like mm. only because he's been kept in that box in isolation. Um, and denied, like, he's like the, the, the sociopathic, like, villain who was never loved and he was bullied and stuff. And so now he has to wreak a terrible vengeance and he thinks he wants to live alone on, like, Skull Crusher Mountain. Mm-hmm. But actually, uh, he just wants friends and love like everyone else. So, fair enough. But then, like, yeah, Bo is like, you know what? We've been slaves to children this whole time. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just want to live my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of like a growth thing, you know? Because Woody, like, and their identity, like, Rex is petrified of becoming forgotten and obsolete. And Woody has an identity crisis because he's no longer the favorite toy. And their fates and happiness are being determined by the whims of children. Yes. Is that okay? Famously consistent. That? <laughs> the whims of children. Absolutely. Yeah, they can yeah. be relied upon. It would be terrifying. And um, you'd have all sorts of anxiety disorders that would need treating toys. You would need a lot of toy counsellors and they would need to be highly trained to deal with beings whose instinct when talking to humans is to play dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of correspondence. <laughs> what do you do You do in your job? 
uh, well, I sit in a room um, with a toy that seems inert and just talk at it, and then I leave for a minute and come back and see if they've done anything. That would be yeah. amazing. What a job. <laughs> what a job. You're like, you're like, I don't even know if I'm doing anything. I've never seen them move. I don't actually know that they're alive, apart from what other people have told me. Apparently all the toys are alive. But, like, there's, no, there's, there's very little job satisfaction, because you don't get to see any improvement, if there is any. You need people with, like, a very specific set of delusions. Like, how do you distinguish a successful uh, toy <laughs> counsellor from, um, you know, someone with schizophrenia or what have you, and, like, a persistent delusion that <laughs> these objects they're talking to have yeah. their own minds and <laughs> desires? It's very complicated. I guess you'd have to build a a psychiatrist toy to be a psychiatrist to the other toys. Oh, that gets into a whole different thing. I'm so pleased you brought that up. Okay, because toys appear to retain purpose and desires based on their manufacture, right? Mm -hmm. Buzz Lightyear thinks he's a space ranger. Yes, and even when, as he grows and realises that maybe he's not entirely a space ranger he still has there's a little bit of him which is still there's the heroism thing yeah yeah his his personality is very much driven by that he craves the grand destiny right like separate from children he's never as obsessed about playtime he's like oh guess i'm a toy i'll adjust to that but he's not like oh finally my true purpose to be loved by a child he's Mm -hmm. like okay i can be a hero in a different way i guess yeah and the army guys you know the bucket of like oh yeah yeah dudes they're like military. They take orders. Uh, they like do missions. And then when Andy goes to college, they retire. They're like mission complete, sergeant, whatever. And then they just parachute away. To <laughs> yeah, where do they go? God knows what. <laughs> yeah, they're just off fighting like tiny wars, presumably. <laughs> I don't know. They're just on shore leave. Yeah, <laughs> <Get it. laughs> it's so strange. Yeah, and like I don't know. Uh, that God, I swear I had other examples, but um. They they don't all have it. Like, Woody is not compelled to, like, round up cows or whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, like, Rex is not really a dinosaur, is he? He's, like, he's not... Nothing about him screams, like, I am a T-Rex. Good point. Yeah. He's and not, Ham like, trying to like eat Venal. the other toys. No, it's true. So sometimes it's there, sometimes it isn't. But, like, it's really there for the army guys. Hmm. So that does suggest, though, that, like, based on the manufacturing and maybe their, like, early experiences, like, maybe if Andy had, had, maybe Andy didn't really have a conception of what cowboys did, you know, but if he, yeah. like, leaned into it hardcore, then Woody would be, like, 100% about, you know. Right, your your cows. early play experiences shape your entire personality for the rest of your life. Yeah, and so could you manufacture... Uh, yeah, toy psychiatrists, but also like paramedics that just emerge like fully trained because that <laughs> that Buzz Lightyear that busts out of his packaging and attacks like our Buzz yeah. knows karate or whatever, you know, yeah, he doesn't he, have he's to train. Yeah. yeah. So you could just make like firefighters out of flam- like flame resistant plastic that already know what's up. Mm. And now we don't have to endanger human beings anymore. These toys want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, then, and then that's the whole other ethical thing of like you're manufacturing something that like wants to put itself in danger for you. Is that ethical? It's like the cow from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which wants to be eaten. Yeah, exactly. The cow that wants to be eaten. Is that okay? That's what it wants. <laughs> um, but is it ethical to like manufacture a suicidal being who uh, craves for others to consume it? 
Yeah. Don't know. It's, kind, it's kind of like it, it eliminates the need for AI. You know, any research into artificial intelligence gone because it's just like, well, we can just make anything have artificial intelligence. Like, you no, we create, did it. You simply create a giant robot with death ray arms, and then you play a game of hopscotch with it. And boom, yeah. you've got yourself like a, a fully conscious, 100 foot tall death machine, which you just need to play hide and seek with every now and then to keep it happy. Yeah. And they're all exactly human level intelligent, I would say. Yes. Yeah. But bizarrely, like way more resistant to boredom. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, they don't have any issue like lying perfectly still and they're immortal. Yes. Which is also worrying. A because, little. Because obviously... Uh, normal living creatures can heal themselves to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, they cannot at all because they're made of plastic. But they don't feel pain. Woody loses his arm and it's just like, ah, dang it, my arm. Same with Buzz. Yeah. It doesn't but then, hurt. But then he, right, so Woody has his arm stitched back on, right? And, yeah. and it's like, oh, look, I can use my arm again. Yeah. If they just attached like a massive like Hulk arm to him, yeah. I'm guessing he would have... He would have been fine with that. He yeah, because they've that. got extra stuffing and he has like a huge bicep at the end yeah. of, I think, Toy Story 2. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> yeah, and um, and then they, that just gets fixed, I think, like between movies. He just comes back with a normal arm and it's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's nothing like if you took Woody's head, Sid style, and attached it to a tank. Yeah. Uh, I think you just have like an autonomous sentient like war machine now. <laughs> unfortunately like, like a giant actual tank yeah oh yeah and, and like people would do that is the problem the first thing they do is they make super soldiers because <laughs> so yeah, if you can worse if you can prime it by playing with it you know sort of like buzz lightyear as like you are a space cadet and you're under our control and yeah. like you have a duty to the united states government um mm-hmm. so you've already got your like perfectly loyal soldier who'll never doubt anything that you say they've got no self-preservation instincts yep. they have no uh i'd say their their moral compass is entirely dependent on what you've taught them like and true neutral i think you, you like zerg is evil they don't even need to be fooled yeah <laughs> you just tell him like you're the bad guy and he's like okay fine time to yeah. exterminate yeah, exactly and then you just put that on a tank or or whatever yeah just build the toy like as deadly as you want <laughs> and it's off to the races which on the one hand like Great, we don't need human soldiers anymore. Uh, these guys don't feel pain. Their one purpose in life is to kill people of the other colour. So, like, they can just go do that. And it's an improvement, right? A step up for warfare. Mm. But I don't feel super happy about it. No, no. Um, yeah, obviously there's the whole debate at the moment about using AI in warfare. Mm. Um, but yeah, if you've got, like, these... Because you could never entirely predict what the toys were going to do. Like, mm. Once they're out the gate. Yeah, I might just start killing people if they don't recognise them as people and also they change and evolve like they have human level intelligence so you can't give them like a simple rule set and just be yes. like it's fine they're bound by the three laws of robotics or what have you they will talk to each other and you know form alliances and and also you'll be beholden to whatever country has the best manufacturing capability i think china would just dominate instantly yes because that is where most kind of toys are made isn't it so right they just stop exporting hoard them and then <laughs> unleash their armada upon an unsuspecting world <laughs> there'd be nothing to stop them oh dear yeah so i think you'd want to stop all toy manufacture like the minute you realize that we've been making people this whole time yeah you'd you'd like, have, okay no more it would have to be extremely heavily regulated like you can't just have factories churning out millions of of living things every day mm-hmm. like and especially when if there are no standards like you'd need to introduce 
very strict standards of manufacture to make sure that they're good quality because you don't want to create right so this this goes into the toy story 4 thing where literally mm. a kid makes a toy out oh of god a spork, she does she draws a face on it and puts on like pipe cleaner arms yeah. and when i was watching that i was like this could so easily be horrifying because <laughs> oh, you've, yeah. you've created this this being which is just so flimsy and and seemingly dispensable um and and yeah and that's just alive now and yeah. uh how does that work so yeah, you've got to have really good standards in factories, but how do you stop kids from creating toys? All the time, right? Like, Forky, I think he's called Forky? He's painted as, a, like, an anomaly, an outlier. But any arts and crafts thing, like, put a face on a spoon, like, decorate your Easter egg, whatever, you'd want to stop kids playing, like, optimally, I think. Just put the kibosh on all of that. Just, or potentially, because, potentially, I don't know why I pronounced it that way, um, because some <laughs> playthings appear to be immune, and we talked about like the faces and stuff. We um... mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I want to bring up because I did a little bit of research into toys that got recalled because of having horrible purposes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh no. So <laughs> oh, no. because yeah, with the idea that a toy kind of retains the purpose it's built with. I was like, hang on, we've probably got some toys with, like, weird purposes. Now, I couldn't find that many. Most toys that we recall is because they were made with awful, like, toxic components. A um, lot yes. of stuff with magnets. Turns out kids will detach those, swallow them. They'll, like, pinch their intestines together. It's bad times. A lot of choking hazards. A lot of stuff that, like, like easy bake Lead ovens. paint. Say again? Lead paint. Yeah. Uh, some, like, chemistry kits and stuff that included, like, actual uranium or whatever. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> or like, yeah, or like a CSI fingerprint kit and the powder is full of asbestos. And, oh, great. You know, so whatever. These aren't really toys, though. So like toxic stuff, stuff you can swallow, you know, whatever. Just keep them out of the hands of kids. Um, magnets, whatever. And then stuff that overheats and explodes, like batteries and hoverboards, easy bake ovens you can burn yourself on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Putting all of those aside, that's the vast bulk of recall toys. But I found a couple that are just... There's nothing preventing a snack time cabbage patch doll being perfectly alive the same way that Woody is. Yeah. But this is a toy with a voracious hunger. <laughs> um, <laughs> they have made dolls that talk, talk dolls that drink, uh, even dolls that pee. And mm-hmm. these are all a, a little bit weird, maybe, but like innocuous, you know, like, yeah. uh, you know, pee pee, baby doll, whatever, wants to pee. And that just, <laughs> you need to enable that now because it's like a core desire of this doll. But, you know, that's, it's fine. It's not hurting anybody. Mm. Um, the snack time cabbage patch doll uh, eats and it comes with some plastic food that a child can use to feed the doll. But uh, apparently the manufacturers didn't realise that the mechanical jaws were too powerful uh, and would suck in anything that came close, (gasps) including children's fingers, basically. (laughs) Yeah, and the problem was there's no power switch on the doll and the motor could only be turned off by removing the backpack, which apparently was like information that was not given up front. It was like buried in the instructions. Yeah, so you have some... And I don't know about Furbies, but I'm convinced they were up to something. (laughs) Yeah, they look dodgy. Real dodge. Really, really surreptitious. So basically, thoughtless manufacturers have created some toys with, like, dark purposes. And Mm -hmm. maybe, like, with enough counselling, you could persuade a Cabbage Patch doll that it doesn't need to consume anything near it with its powerful (laughs) jaws. Like, maybe just the designated plastic food items. Maybe that's something we can approach psychologically. 
And we probably need a lot of that for all the, like, Emperor Zergs out there who need to go through that, like, turns out you're Buzz's father and you don't need to exterminate, kind of, you know, all the Decepticons who need to become friends with the Transformers. (laughs) Yeah, you'd have to put a blanket ban on making toys in the image of evil (laughs) characters. Yeah, we're done. We need to sanitize, like, either sanitize all the Saturday morning cartoons, there's now no antagonist and everyone's friends, or just stop making action figures of the bad guys. Yeah, yeah. And how do action figures fit into this? Like, because you know you can get um, figures of, uh, like, like toys of, of real people. So they're, they're not really toys, they're more like models. But presumably in this, they'd also fall under that umbrella. So, like, you might have yeah. one of, you've got four little plastic members of the Beatles, and they sit on your desk and occasionally you, like, play with them. Do they have uh, the memories and desires of the Beatles? Well, exactly. <laughs> Do you get to recapture, you know, you they're doing an interview with the toy versions of the Beatles to find yeah. out more about their lives. Is Madame Two Swords just, like, a oh, museum God. of living oh, no. versions oh, no. of dead celebrities? That is that is even more horrifying than Madame Two Swords already is. <laughs> right? But yeah, waxworks that come alive, that's, that's straight-up horror fair. So... Yeah, and do they retain, like, you make a waxwork Hitler, is that, yeah. like, do you need to try him for war crimes now? <laughs> um, we skipped over, I, I only wanted to mention, the only other doll with a, with a dark purpose I could find was uh, Sky Dancers. Yeah, what's that? They're not on the same level as Hitler. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like little Barbies <laughs> okay. or whatever, they're flying fairy dolls with wing-covered arms, and like this base launcher you put them in, and then oh. they like wind up, and then they like, you know, and their arms I go out. I think I've seen a video of one which... Fly straight into a fire. Instantly into the fireplace, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But what they used to do is, like, fly into kids' eyes or jaws or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that, like, that doll wants to fly, presumably. Like, it's built in. Like, Buzz Lightyear wanted to fly. He had Mm -hmm. wings. And so how do you make that happen in a safe space? But that's, whatever, that's much easier. You just need, like, a range, you know. They can go there and the kids will be over here and they won't fly into their eyes and it'll be fine. So, yeah. (laughs) Waxwork waxwork Hitler is a much bigger problem. (laughs) As as long as no one ever plays with Waxwork Hitler, you're fine. Right, it just won't uh, come alive. Yeah, although, oh, it depends, no, because it depends if we're also talking about um, coming alive when you put the the face on. So, but I guess, yeah, it depends. If it's purpose-built as a toy, maybe it comes alive at that point, but if it's not purpose-built as a toy, maybe it has to have, A, like a face, and B, has to be played with at some point. Yeah, and maybe there's different kinds of play, I don't know, because, like, Warhammer figurines are, mm-hmm. you know, like, theocratic bigots bent on, like, <laughs> extermination <laughs> of lesser races in service to, like, an immortal yeah, god emperor. Like, yeah. They're not good guys. Or, like, the, you know, there's other ones, like, every every playable army in that is just horrific. Like, the <laughs> the Tyranids are just, like, uh, an en- endlessly hungry swarm of aliens, like, just that want to devour everything in their path. Yeah. Much like the Cabbage Patch dolls. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and so you run into problems there as well. And if their guns actually work, uh, yeah, not good. But do they play... Uh, sorry, are they played with in the, in the requisite whimsical fashion? Because... I wonder, like, does it count? Kids only play with that sort of thing above a certain age, I feel like. Mm. And in fact, a lot of it is adults. I don't, I don't know why. Maybe I'm just getting in my head about it. I'm having trouble imagining Warhammer figurines coming to life in exactly the same way. Yeah. But maybe they would. They'd be just like the army guys. And presumably their guns wouldn't work. I guess so, yeah. The, the army guys don't, do they? No. Yeah. 
But uh, okay, right. So in the in the films, did they ever have like board game characters that came alive? Oh, like the little meeples and stuff. Yeah, I don't think so. I think they. I think we catch them playing a board game. They definitely play checkers. Right, because I'm just thinking, um, Cluedo. Uh, if that was, if they came alive, you'd have just a bunch of murderous, t- tiny little murderers. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> running around the place. That's very true. Yeah, and I don't know the <laughs> the molded plastic soldiers can talk and move and everything. Like the materials. The toys made out of don't seem to matter, like they will walk yeah. and flow as necessary for movement. So that's fine. But I do wonder about the toys that are um because some of the recall toys are like like lawn darts, for example. It's darts for your lawn, and it's like a six-inch spike of sharp metal that will go <laughs> yep. straight through your cranium. Um <laughs> But they're immune, they don't come alive, presumably, because like they play checkers, the little plastic puck things aren't alive they're a, they're like a tool more than a tool but they are being played with what if they did come alive would you be able to tell because they don't have faces and they wouldn't therefore be able to talk are there a load of toys in an uncanny valley just <laughs> locked in you know like right. sentient unable to communicate that's the true horror oh yeah, mm. yeah i don't like that and I so there's a common joke about maybe you've heard this Woody and Buzz also being the names of Andy's mum's toys. Yes, which she keeps at the back I was of her gonna, sock drawer. Gonna mention this. Yeah. Okay, I was on your list too. Good stuff. Yes. So obviously, yes. Uh, sex toys are they? Are they toys? It's there in the name. They get yep. played with. Maybe they don't get anthropomorphized <laughs> to the same degree, but like, how necessary is that? Yeah, I mean, if, I imagine they'd be avoided by all other toys, and they're just like shuddering in a corner somewhere. <laughs> maybe, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, or I mean, maybe they're just like really, you know, open-minded and chill about everything. The toys are very, um, like we see Andy playing right, and he's set up a Wild West like bank robbery scenario with a Mister Potato Head, and this is mm-hmm. a cowboy. But then we got a dinosaur, and then this is his piggy bank, which isn't even really a toy. You know, it's very eclectic and multicultural. So we don't we don't see them performing that kind of apartheid or like sexual shaming or anything really. I, I don't think we see anything presented in the movies that leads them to that leads me to imagine that they have a divisive society. I think they're actually past racism. Yes, well, because they're all subjugated by humanity, presumably. <laughs> They're all in the same boat, yeah. They don't seem to see... Like, they're very worried about being replaced, maybe, by, like, oh, hope he doesn't get another dinosaur. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, If anything, they they dislike similar toys (laughs) because they're more at risk of, of filling their niche. Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, we come back to the fact that their society is is ruled over by uh, god children. Yeah. Which is not something you really want. No. Mmm... I think it, it it spirals into, like, what do you do with first contact with, like, say, a tribe in the Amazon? Um, do you, like, infect them with, like, your Western... You know, because, like, back in the day, we'd have, you know, we'd have been like, of course, welcome them into the Empire. We've got all the, you know, civil- we've got civilization <laughs> over here, and they're savages, and obviously we need to bring them all of our diseases and capitalism and all the rest of it and take away their gold, and then they can become subjects yeah, of the queen. And, and then they'll be definitely happy at that point, because, um, yeah, we've inflicted that upon them. Mm. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And their attitudes have changed a little bit. And now it's like, maybe let them do their own thing and have their own culture and stuff. Mm -hmm. And with toys, their own culture involves being subservient to our children. So it's real weird. Unless, so so this is a weird uh, metaphor, but um, so one of the things with uh, nature in the UK is that they often be like, oh, this bird is really rare and it can only survive in this specific type of woodland. But actually, when they've started to like rewild areas, they're like, huh, actually, this bird can live in lots of different areas. It's just the only one we had left that it it happened to be in was Mm. that specific type of woodland. And actually, it prefers to be in a sort of like mixed habitat. So it's like, is it that we only see toys in this um, in this play scenario, but actually their preferred method of existence is more like the um, Woody and Bo Peep state of affairs at the end of Toy Story 4. That is what I'm inclined to believe. Yeah, because because they're they're trapped. Like, in a world where they cannot bear to move and interact when they're gazed upon by humans, mm. the closest they come to being alive is when they're played... No, that doesn't super make sense, actually, because you'd think they'd, <laughs> they'd be fine living in their parallel society um, at night, and oh, then true. during the day they're like, oh, God, this crazy beast is like playing with me again, oh, I better stay still, I'm, te- I'm petrified the whole time, right? Mm. Like, possums are happier when we... I saw a gif today of someone approaching their barbecue, like, outside, like, their grill thing, with a pair mm. of tongs, like, click, 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 and uh, they go over and they open a drawer on the front of it with the tongs carefully, and inside is just an entire family of possums. Oh. Yeah, and just, like, the mum is there, like, doing that weird possum grimace. <laughs> and it's got all these like baby possums around it and it just stares as the door is opened and then just gently closed again and <laughs> and those possums are having a great time until you come over and disturb them right mm. and that's presumably they would just want to escape like the child well, like <sighs> i think you are underestimating the patriarchy here because i assume this also applies to toys okay. um so yeah with the patriarchy one of the things is like people are, con- like, the discriminated against groups are um, conditioned almost to want the um, the situation that they're in, right? So, like, right. if you're a woman, y- you are, society tells you, you must have kids by this age, uh, but not too early. Um, oh, and don't have kids when you're a teenager, that'd be terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, don't have sex at all. Oh, but not not too little, because otherwise you're too cold. And, you know, there's all these things which it tells you to, to be, and so you might seek that out, what what society is telling you, but that might not be the thing which actually would make you happy. Yeah, so like in a more with, evolved society. Yeah, so better, with, yeah. with toys, maybe everything about them, like all the other toys that they grew up with, um, all the humans that they interact with sort of reinforce the idea that the, the way to be the best toy is to be played with and to always be um, having this, this fun relationship with your human. Whereas actually what would be more fulfilling, but is far more scary, is going out on your own oh my god this is so that's so true (laughs) that's what that's buzz's arc right yeah he he shows up and is like greetings i'm a space ranger um and they're like no you're not buddy you're a toy (laughs) yeah they tell him being played with by this child and he's like what are you guys talking about i have a grand destiny among the stars and they're like no you love children and he's gonna play with you it's gonna be the best yeah he's like i guess that's what i like now and the same with, with Forky or Sporky or whatever he's called. Like, he comes in and he's got no idea what the world is. He's like, what the hell is all this stuff? And they're like, hey, you're a good toy. You've got to be played with. And he's like, I guess so. Oh, boy. 
Yeah, it's true. That system is just being perpetuated. And Bo Peep is like the only one who's figured it out. Like her and her ragtag band of uh, emancipated... Like, yeah. yeah, they go out and live in the wilds. They, they don't need no kid. Gosh, maybe Toy Story is a metaphor for feminism all along. I think it's a metaphor for a bunch of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Boy, howdy. So really, <laughs> we want to like enable the evolution of this society, like wean them off of dependence on children, try and help them through the comp. Because like the same way that like... Western imperialism is responsible for, like, so many problems around the world. The mm-hmm. patriarchy is responsible for, like, the systemized oppression of women and all the rest of it. So when, like, individuals in current generations have got uh, struggles produced by these systems, it's not fair to just be like, well, we, you know, we stopped invading your countries, like, a while ago. Or, like, yeah. I'm not sexist, so figure it out yourself. It's like, well, they're still suffering from the consequences of... And yeah, you'd have generations of toys that need like a lot of help to get over the fact that what they really want is to live in servitude to your your toddler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh. I yeah. This is a whole ethical thing. I I didn't know we'd be going into, but it's good. <laughs> this got um, a lot realer than I was expecting. Yeah. 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 Okay. <sighs> to take another ethical left turn into a slightly more. I mean, it's still dark, but it's um. Uh, feels less real. Um, presumably in this scenario, there are millions of toys that are just like buried in landfill for eternity. God, yeah. Um, or or recycled. So I was listening to a podcast the other day, and I just there was like an ad in the middle of it from McDonald's. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but basically they were saying like we're recycling all of our old plastic toys and turning them into play parks. So presumably they're like melting them all down and yeah. then like turning it into a play park. So are there just lots of like all these melted toys just like stuck there forever, like in this horrible amalgam of of oh, play park. No. <laughs> because I assume they can die, right? Like in Toy Story Three, they're all busy accepting their own mortality. Like when they hold hands yeah. in the incinerator. Mm-hmm. Oh, my heart! I cannot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess what if you just like partially melt them together? Like. What about those, like, I swear I've seen crafts on the internet that involve getting a bunch of action figures or whatever, gluing them all to a thing, and then, like, spray-painting them all. Create the sort of rat king of, um, of, of toys. Lord of atrocities, let's be mm. honest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the all you could do is, like, try and atone, and, like, do what you could to help them out. The same yeah. way that societies, like, ideally should try and atone for past, like, war crimes and what have you. Mm. Um... I think yeah. a lot of it would kind of mirror, I mean, yeah, uh, kind of moving away from the, like, immortal aspect, but a lot of it would mirror kind of animal rights uh, as it currently stands, where, mm. uh, you know, for a long time it was kind of assumed that animals are, like, completely dumb and don't aren't conscious um, at no all. No souls, says in the Bible, so... Don't do feel pain. For some reason they were like, yeah, animals don't feel pain, even though we are animals <laughs> and we feel pain. But yeah. anyway... So um, convenient, though. And clearly, like, when, like, clearly, when you kick a dog or whatever... They don't like it, so they feel something. If it's not, you know, what you'd call pain, it's not nice for them. Um, That's just so, dogs yeah. acting up, though. Kick them enough, they stop <laughs> oh, doing <God>. it. <laughs> Please don't kick dogs. People. If your baby um, cries, punish them. They will no. learn to stop. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I'm not happy about it. Um, but yeah, so like, uh, so, but even in today's world, like some countries have very different policies on animals. Like Turkey, mm-hmm. for example, it's now illegal to kill 
any stray dog or like imprison any stray dog. Like hey. you just can't do it. So they have a lot of stray dogs now, which maybe isn't great, but also you're not like yeah. imprisoning the poor things or like just killing them, which yep. is good. Um, and then on the other side of things, there's like uh, various like living markets in, in some countries where like you have mm-hmm. just animals in awful cages. So I imagine it would be a similar thing with toys where some countries would be very like, we've got to protect them. And others will be like, I don't really care at all. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true. And and I mean, again, you'd have the horrible war situation where like some countries would be like, awesome, let's weaponize it. Yeah. 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 yeah and all the, all the Republicans would be like, oh, these woke leftists want to protect their toys. <laughs> cry, cry me a river. <laughs> You'd have civil wars again over slavery, but like this time it's like whether these like colorful plastic little mans should be allowed to like do yeah. our bidding or not. The, the, the South wants to keep their, their toys. Yeah. I want my dolls still. <laughs> you know, you're not allowed. Yeah, I mean, the the question of what it would do to human children is a big one. Um, mm. You'd have a generation of kids who would, like, suddenly realise, uh, and adults too, like, remembering, like, oh god, what I did to my toys. Um, and also, the safeguarding issue, because oh god. <laughs> yeah. these are all tiny adults, and we're leaving our kids alone with them, and... it's not great, right? We've never seen a toy exhibit any kind of predatory behavior and they don't Mm. appear to have any kind of sex drive, so that helps. Yep. But it's still, like, not okay. Yeah. And, well, I'm just thinking, would it create a war between kids and toys? Because, so, on the kids' perspective, they suddenly realize that all their toys are alive. I, as a kid, I would be freaked the hell out and be like oh i do not want to play with any of them <laughs> and i would probably try to destroy them because i'd be like this is weird and i don't want you like spying on me but i don't know i don't have the capability like i don't have a card to get rid of you or like sell you on so i'm just going to destroy you smash yeah um and so presumably if this is happening all over the world the toys are gonna be like okay our former like mostly beneficial gods <laughs> have turned you know, have become angry and, and we've realised that they're not quite as uh, all-powerful as we once thought. Yeah. So would they then turn on the kids and just, like, uh, yeah, um, have at it? God, you're right. Yeah, it'd be one of those... I I can't think of one now, but I swear it happens in some fantasy settings where, like, people turn against their gods or mm. something. Yeah, yeah. The way in which we find out as a society would be... Like, I think your optimal is a situ- like a, an Area 51 type situation where, like... The government finds out and very carefully keeps the information from <laughs> the public and mm-hmm. then slowly phases out like toy manufacture through some kind of excuse like, oh, we've discovered plastic is toxic. Oh, here's like a, an international recycling program. Donate your used toys here and we'll get rid of them for you. Yeah, we found out that putting faces on things uh, gives you dementia <laughs> for some it's reason. It's true, because people would be like, oh, plastic toys, no good. Okay, I'm going to make a load of knitting, like, yeah. uh, you know, soft toys and stuff. Like, no, 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 don't do not do that. No. <laughs> yeah, how how would you get over that? I don't know. There'd be a terrible, bloody, well, not bloody necessarily, conflict. Pla- plasticky, yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it'd be no good. <laughs> well, I was thinking on a more basic thing, like, how do the toys survive? Like, because mm. one thing that's confusing is that there are clearly some toys which are battery powered and there are some which aren't. Because like in the oh, first yeah, toy the story, car. there's the car and they need to put new batteries in and he runs out and then that's it. Um, yeah. Whereas obviously Woody and all the soft toys don't have batteries. They do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, They do whatever the hell they want. So there is this sort of divide. So 
there's ones which require electricity and ones which don't which is a massively raw deal for the ones which need <laughs> electricity right um and there's a mix because buzz has a laser with a battery for it yeah but like is otherwise animated as well yeah. like if his laser runs out he's fine yeah so like maybe the non-battery powered toys have to predate on other toys in order to stay alive because otherwise how the hell do they keep moving where do they get their energy from god it, it does like posit the existence of a toy food chain that we're just never <laughs> shown yeah, you know when you lose your toys, you're like, oh, I never, never found out what happened to to poor Daisy the cow or whatever, and it was it was it was eaten by by the T Rex. So we're suggesting that the films aren't exactly gospel because, for example, no, they yeah. show us the toys are always benevolent towards each other. There's like that whole plot in, I think, Toy Story three, where the um, the squeaky penguin is rediscovered. And oh, he, Toy Story 2, I think, is, is that it one. Two? Yeah. Okay, mm. he, like, broke and ended up on a dusty shelf, and they, like, they risk everything to, like, bring him back because Ohana means family and no toys get left behind. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, more realistically, they, like, where's the energy coming? You already have, like, a material sciences issue where, like, plastic is just, like, melting and reforming, like, mm-hmm. as as desired uh, in order to allow this movement. Although articulated toys only articulate on their articulation points like Buzz Lightyear doesn't like like if he can't reach a thing on his back because his arms won't bend that way then he just can't reach it but the army dudes do what they want they're totally fine until Mm. you tread on them and then they have a broken leg because that (laughs) happens too yeah they don't turn into jelly and then like reform no like to absorb the impact Mm. And, and they're not like bending their elbows the wrong way and stuff they're not double jointed so there are questions yeah but you'd find the exploits, wouldn't you? Like, unless you went full, like, rights for toys and were like, we're not going to mess with you, you'd have a lot of unethical experimentation. Like, can we create living materials and then make spaceships out of them and launch them into space? Because it's just, it's going to be, like, more <laughs> cost-efficient, but then also you've, like, fired a sentient being into, like, the Black Abyss. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, like, go find some aliens to play with. Okay, bye. <laughs> um, yeah, I was thinking, like, you could have toys recruited or built by like the security services or by thieves or like mafia bosses mm-hmm. um and they get paid in playtime uh if, if that's what they're still subscribing to yeah so and you could like build micro toys so you know you can build like atom by atom these days like you can Ooh. build little sculptures and things build a micro toy just put a tiny little smiley face on it <laughs> and put some tiny little arms and they're able to spy discreetly on anyone if you've got a good enough sensor to be able to hear them speak or whatever yeah um if you can if you can hear them then you can send them on spy missions they can like infiltrate any building go anywhere um but yeah i just love the (laughs) idea of these really hardened criminal types having to play with their tiny little toys in order to get them to like kill one of their rivals by crawling into his brain up his nose yeah 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 like the, to perform a mafia hit and it goes one yeah. of two ways you've either got like the grizzled tattooed like awful thug criminals just like playing with dolls yeah or they have to bring the kids in because like there's something oh, no. about childish whimsy <laughs> that is the only way to properly activate them yeah, and it's like why why is it bring your kid to work day every day this year <laughs> <laughs> shut up to me get to work it's no good but kids would become the perfect yeah like spies because actually I learned just recently um, that there was some kind of, I think, kids from some Soviet school or something presented to some American president during the Cold War, 
like a handmade like wooden like seal of the United States like with the eagle on it and stuff mm-hmm. in like a, a gesture of friendship and it was discovered umpteen years later to contain a listening device that had just oh, been like wow. broadcasting from the Oval Office this whole time amazing yeah so it would just be all that all the time like kids would be immediately recruited into yeah maybe just like relatively innocent manufacturing um for like you know microsurgery and stuff like you need Mm -hmm. to believe that this tiny surgeon wants to save lives (laughs) play with him (laughs) and then we can put him to work or yeah like spying crime it'd be rough times oh what a what a paradise this would be (laughs) truly Honestly, the best, like, I was trying to think of the best thing we could do. I don't know if you have a solution to this. There's so many cans of worms. Did, were you able to come up with anything? A solution? What, to this problem? To the, like, what would we do with them? Um, because, like, eventually... Oh, uh, bu- burn them. Burn them. Burn them. <laughs> just get rid. <laughs> exterminate. Yeah. You either just, like, let's put this whole thing behind us. Uh, this was terrible. I wish we'd never found out about it. So just agree to forget and, yep, tip them into the incinerator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is awful. <laughs> or you have to go full like, okay, let's no matter how costly we have to take responsibility for these new lives that we've made, mm. stop making new ones for God's sake, and let's you know try and you know like launch this new society such that they can become independent of us. Um, but in the meantime, they're going to need our help, and maybe a stepping stone on the way to that. I figure, provided you can figure out the safeguarding issues. Um, we could have toys running all childcare services and schools. Oh. Right? They crave that childish interaction. As long as they are mobile during this. <laughs> and I'm just like, they're just, the teacher's at the front of the class just flat on the desk. Yeah. <laughs> until the kids look away. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> all right, kids, close your eyes and listen up. And then, all right, open your eyes and do your exercises and just all the toys, toys get dead. But I'm assuming maybe, because Woody is perfectly comfortable doing that like exorcist moment for Sid at the end of Toy Story 1. Yes. In fact, it's like liberating, like they're happy about it. Afterwards, he's not like, oh, that was terrifying. He's like, yeah, we did it. Mm, so, true. you know, it, it kind of suggests that they're just being very, almost that they're doing it for our benefit. I don't know. I don't know why they're doing this, but assuming they could get over it, maybe with some counseling, then they might make yeah. great teachers. They're practically immortal. Um, they have a keen understanding of how kids work, it seems. Yeah. Incredible attention span. They do not get bored. Mm-hmm. And they need... Very little. Um, no food. They never change their clothes. They just want to be kept clean and like interacted with by children. They can teach yeah. round the clock. They don't need to sleep. <laughs> you know? I think the kids might need to sleep. <laughs> yes, that's true. Uh, but I guess it would open up the possibility of like, you know, if your parents work the night shift, now, you know, the kids can go to night school and just... Make it work. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe that's not all so the ba- important. All the babysitters are suddenly out of a job because you just get looked after by your toys. You'd have a big problem with, like, you know, immigrants and, like, people who are trying to learn languages can't be au pairs and stuff because all the, the toys are doing that now. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, that's the same issue you have every time, like, suddenly a new market of, like, labour force is tapped or, like, automation. These things happen and, you know, you got to deal with them as yeah. you can. Yeah, actually, every, all human endeavour would suddenly seem quite pointless because it's just like, well... We know you studied for years to become a doctor, but we've just made this toy which instinctively knows how to be a doctor, and we've done it for about 20 quid. Yeah. And so your, you know, multi, you know, like hundreds of thousands in medical school fees 
is suddenly worthless because why would we need you? And I, I feel like that would kind of be a, the only way to prove, like, if capitalism is just allowed to run rampant, then that's just what happens. And basically, like, Mattel and, and Hasbro and whatever, <laughs> just, they are a new, like, god-tier corporations and they literally own everything. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's just, that's that. And the only way to prevent it would be, like, some heavy-duty unionising and regulating and so on. Because, mm. yeah, they would suddenly have a lot of power because... uh as the creators of the toys, they control which replacement parts are issued. Yeah. So if you're a toy and you want, you know, if your arm breaks or whatever and you need a new one, if they are no longer producing your line, they then you're kind of screwed unless you just want to attach like a random bit on. But like, you know, they can manipulate you by saying like, well, we're not going to provide you with any replacement parts if you need them unless you do what we say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd have that that stranglehold on, like, it's basically whoever owns the manufacturing and distribution capabilities. I think, like, once this outbreak happens, once the big reveal happens, they're in a position to just capitalize upon it instantly. So, yeah, down with corporations. Um, yep, <laughs> broadly, <laughs> down with corporations and the patriarchy. Yeah, that's the true message of Toy Story. <laughs> That was the Hypotheticals podcast. Adriano, where can people find us online? We're all over the place, Andy. Oh, we're everywhere, everywhere. That's right. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Just search for Hypotheticals. That is Hypotheticals, the weird way we spell it, but without the R. Yes, and uh, if you would like to leave us a rating on a podcast app of your choice, be that Acast, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, whatever they may be, may take some digging, but if you could leave us a five-star rating, uh, it would mean that we would get more than at least five listeners. We would love you so, so much. And please, why not tell a friend who might enjoy listening to our dulcet tones. And we will see you next time. Bye! Oh, what's the um, the Harry Potter elf one? Oh, yeah, the um, Society for the Promotion of Elfish Welfare. Welfare. Elfish warfare. Elfish warfare. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of fun, little blooper. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, Dobby with a gun? <laughs> oh, God. Master has given Dobby an AK 47! <laughs> Dobby is free! <laughs> Gunfire noises. Just shoots, uh, what's he called? Like Draco and Draco's Lucius. dad. Yeah, yeah Lucius. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it fits our brand because it's the kind of thing that you speculate out. Speculate out. It sounds like it's like a, a Scandinavian um, like sandwich spread or something. Like speculose. <laughs> yeah, but, like, made Germanic with biscuit the, spread. I don't know what spe speckle sounds like. A like off cut of pork or something. I don't know. It kind of does it because, like, isn't spec a kind of like, sort of ham? Maybe yeah. Like so meat? speculout, which is it's like spec sauerkraut. There's something there, or it's like the branding is like this really like thuggish looking pig. He's like like a lout, and uh, yes, oh. and he's got like um, uh, one of those vests on, and uh, he's got a, a knuckle duster. He had a big like chain thing around his neck, and mm -hmm. he's very cool. And then someone's just like take a big bite out of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs>
it's him like throwing like gangster signs and talking about how badass he is and then someone just picks him up in one hand and just <laughs> chomp right out of the haunch surreal